Hello and welcome back, and also welcome back to me. Um, I've returned to UK after spending some time with friends and family, spending some time in sunshine, and a nice way of easing myself into it because it's really hot in UK uh, for whatever reason, as it's September, and I didn't expect that. So I'm glad I didn't come back to an absolute misery of rain. <laughs> um, but yes, I wanted to talk about energy balance today. And before I explain what it actually is, uh, I want to also tell you why I think it's really, really important for you to understand that principle. And every single diet you have heard of before, tried before, or you were promised to work is based on that single principle. The only problem is no one ever tells you how it works so that you have to buy whatever program or supplements they're selling you and that you don't really need. And also, I really want to bulletproof you from any bullshit that's thrown around uh, on social media and, you know, any sort of random influencers on TikTok or Instagram that are trying to tell you what to eat and when to eat it. Um, let's let's just give you the tools to understand what you need to do to achieve your goals without someone trying to sell you a lie, basically. So... To get started, energy balance is a simple equation of energy in versus energy out. So whatever you consume as food or drink versus what your body expends to actually function and do whatever you need to do in a day. Um, and really is just maths. So there's no like magic formula or secret to weight loss or weight gain. Um, it's basically numbers. Um, I'll kind of go into it a little bit more later on to explain why it is simple, but it's not easy. But let's just start with how it works and what components of energy balance we have. So talking about the energy, energy out, what your body expends or the calories, energy your body uses. Uh, we're going to start with basal metabolic rate, which is the number of calories your body requires to simply be. So for your organs to do their job and to keep you alive without adding anything else to it. It's just if you were to just exist um, your body still needs some energy, some calories in order to, to keep you alive. And then we do have also calories that you use to do whatever you normally do during the day. So the number of calories, aka the energy, um, that you use depending on how active you are, um, and this is called NEAT for short, N-E-A-T, which stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's quite long. That's why we we usually use need and you might have seen it thrown around uh, or on social media. Uh, but basically, this is anything that is in plant exercise and that you do, um, which means that your body needs to use energy on top of your basal metabolic rate, BMR for short. So neat calories can depend on whether you, you know, walk to work or take a bus or drive a car or if your job is more sedentary or are you active and on your feet during work, your working hours, are you spending your evenings going for walks or maybe you're sitting on the sofa knitting, you know, this is, um, this also includes things like fidgeting, playing with your kids and so on. So you get an idea of, of what need is, I hope. And uh, some of those those activities that you do will have bigger impact on calories used by your body than others, of course, but it all adds up. And then if you are engaging in any physical activities, such as sports, cardio, training or weight training, this adds to the calories that you burn and it's called 
eat. Um, so EAT, exercise activity thermogenesis, so any plant exercise as opposed to, as opposed to your um, need, which is non-plant exercise or non-plant physical activity rather. Um, so yes, again, just to recap a little bit. Your energy balance is calories in versus calories out. Your calories or energy out is what we've discussed so far, and it adds up to your total daily energy expenditure, which is also known as TDEE for short, and that includes your BMR, so basic met- basal metabolic rate, your NEAT, so non-exercise activity, and exercise, which is also known as EAT, right? That EAT exercise activity thermogenesis and there's one more component of tde um, that i haven't mentioned which is called thermic effect of food tef so this is energy your body uses to break down utilize and get rid of the food that you eat okay so that's the calories out and the calories in in the energy balance is any food or drinks that you consumed which is pretty straightforward I don't, I'm not going to dwell into that too, too much. Now, depending on your goals, you would either put yourself in calorie deficit, which means you consume less calories than you expend, and that over time will result in, in fat loss, or you might want to build muscle mass, aka torn up or grow muscles, uh, which hopefully we all want. Um, so you'd want to be in calorie debt surplus meaning you get more calories than what you expend. So you consume more calories than you actually use. So your energy balance could either be calories in are less than calories out, which equals weight loss, or calories in are more than calories out, which equals weight gain. This is technically all you need to know to make changes to your diet and achieve the results that you're after. I said technically because, you know, as simple as it is, it's not necessarily easy. A, because it doesn't matter what you eat if you want to lose fat or build muscle. So it's not just about the numbers and how many calories you you eat versus how many you burn. And B, because we all know roughly what we need to do. But application of it isn't always easy as it requires changing habits and staying consistent. So it comes down to, to your habits, to your routines, you know. Um, so there's that psychological side of it as well as other factors so just knowing your calories and energy balance principles might not be enough for you to make informed choices around the food that you'll um, you'll have or you will consume and that will fuel you and help you stay on track without losing the world to live when you're on a diet because you know we all have or at least had that association with the word diet, which means restriction, means being miserable, basically. Um, it's not that necessary and it doesn't have to be it. But yes, um, because in theory, um, based on the energy balance principle, you should be able to eat whatever type of food, including cakes or takeouts, and still lose body weight or maintain it, as long as you're within your calorie target. Um, you know, the numbers don't lie. so. If we're just looking at the calories and the numbers or calories as numbers here, this absolutely works. But looking at calorie or energy content of all foods as just numbers, we are missing out on, you know, other other factors that are really, really important for getting results. 
But again, just focusing on those calories or numbers, same as comparing, you know, one kilogram of feather or with one kilogram of bricks, both weight the same, right? It's one kilogram of feather, one kilogram of bricks. Even though the volume of both can look different, they're still the same weight. So following that logic, your 500 calories is still 500 calories, whether it's consumed as a piece of cake or a portion of veg. But, and there's but, this is where it gets a little bit more complex. Calories are not the exact measure of energy you will get from the food. They are a measure of energy available in the food. But it doesn't directly translate into how much of that energy will be digested by your body. In other words, if you have, let's say, 100 grams of chicken, which has about 165 calories in, your body won't necessarily absorb all of the 165 calories. So it's just it's not just how many calories you consume, but what you eat as well. That impacts what your body can absorb from these foods and needs to perform better to get energy and you know how long it can main, maintain those energy levels for as well. And nutritional value of food you choose will also impact how full you feel after certain meals. So whole foods rich in protein and fiber will keep you fuller for longer, meaning you're less likely to eat more as you'll feel more satisfied with the meal comparing to, let's say, eating a pack of biscuits where you'll get hungry much quicker. And this can lead to then you potentially consuming more calories later on because you'll feel hungry sooner. This is not to say that you should not enjoy the biscuits, okay, or cake or whatever food you like. We don't eat just to perform, and it's important to remember that. Um, enjoying your food or including foods that you eat for pleasure and not the nutritional value alone still fits in a definition of a balanced diet, which is, you know, balanced diet is a term that can be thrown around in a context of clean eating or healthy eating, and sometimes it implicates that you shouldn't be eating certain foods or it labels some foods are either bad or good. And again, this is not true, and I'm not going to go into that just now. Um, I'll come back to the main topic. But um, yeah, let's let's not associate balanced diet with labeling foods or with avoiding certain foods. It's all about keeping balance, as it says, right? So having having a little bit of what you enjoy and having some of what helps you perform. It's balanced to me. Um, but yeah, again, coming back to the topic, um, as I could easily divert into other parts of it, <laughs> other parts of the nutrition. Um, your results and how successful you are will depend on more than just setting out your calories based on energy balance equation, as um, helpful as it is to understand that equation, okay? So there are other factors that will impact your results that are linked to your habits and behaviors, which can be shaped by social and cultural factors that impact how you eat and what you eat. There are also factors impacting your basal metabolic rates, like your body composition, your body size, age, or genetics. But it's really important to remember here that those factors won't stop you from getting results. They're not the reason you haven't achieved your goals yet. Though, then yes, admittedly, they might make a little might make it a little harder for you to achieve the goals, or it can take a little longer, but you'll still be absolutely capable of getting the results you want. So at the end of the day, it comes down to your adherence and whether you can stick to what you eat and the way you eat in long periods of time, so for longer term, okay? So we're thinking about making changes that will last and that you'll be able to keep up rather than going on a crash diet and then 
reversing right back to the way you've been eating before because you can't stand it any longer. And I do absolutely understand from my own experience and my client's experience that changing our behaviors isn't easy and it's never easy for anyone. But it really helps to know the principles behind the changes you want to make and the results you want to get. And is the first step towards the goals. So hopefully I could help you take that first step today. And if you feel like you could do some more support navigating this journey and need help to and choose the approach that will work for you, my Empowered Online Coaching is for you. It will match the training program to your goals, along with the nutrition approach and habits that will make a difference between everything you've tried before and actually getting results. So to get more information and to sign up, go to my website, you'll find the link in the episode notes, and you can also head to my Instagram and message me directly to find if you're the right fit for the online coaching or if you've got any questions around it as well. And as always, um, have the best week and please do feel free to reach out with any feedback, questions or ideas for the next episodes. All right, bye everyone.